Welcome to It's Personal Finance Canada. I'm Christine Conway. And I'm Cameron Conway. And this podcast is a very personal look at personal finance in Canada. Welcome to It's Personal Finance Canada. I'm Christine Conway here with Cameron Conway. And this week we find ourselves right in the middle of April and everyone is scrambling to file their tax returns if they haven't already. That's right. It's tax season. It's auditor's favorite time of year. So get your pens and calculators ready and buddy up with your accountant because it's time to figure out how much money you owe. Or get back. And of course, like Cam just said, we always recommend talking to an accountant or a qualified tax preparer. But what we wanted to do for you today is to kind of point you in the right direction. If you are a do-it-yourselfer or just someone that's curious about learning more about how you can benefit from deductions and tax credits that are available to you, we've got some tips that'll point you in the right direction. Exactly. Some of the good stuff isn't really widely publicized. So if you don't know what's there, well, you're going to miss out. So why miss out on free credits or deductions? So before we do that, let's start with a little bit of an explainer of what we're actually talking about here when we mention tax deductions and tax credits, because there is an important distinction above the two of them. So a tax deduction is actually looking at your total income. And what it's going to do is it's going to lower your taxable income. So you'll be charged taxes on an amount that is less than before you received that deduction. Does that kind of make sense? Well, yeah. So let's say you're making $40,000 a year and you get some tax deductions. You're actually charged at, let's say, $35,000. And then you got your 11K base grant. So then it's, you're only paying taxes on one twenty-five of your gross, right? Right. Yeah. So just think of it as the tax deduction reduces your total income. And on the other hand, when we're talking about tax credits, a tax credit will reduce the amount of tax that you actually pay. So tax deductions, lowering total income, tax credits, reducing that actual tax dollar amount that you're paying. And there's also another distinction between tax credits. There are two categories. One is called non-refundable and the other is called refundable. And it's it's not that hard of a, a thing to remember. It's a bit of a trick. Refundable just means that that can generate a refund, refund for you, a tax refund, whereas non-refundable can't. So you can just think about it that way. If this credit is just going to take you to zero and nothing more, then you've got a non-refundable tax credit on your hands. But if you can get some money back at the end of the day, you're dealing with a refundable tax credit. Yeah. So kind of summing all this up, uh, deduction, it goes after your gross uh, credit. It kind of deals with your net owing. And then one of them will actually give you some money back and the other one will just zero you out, right? That's right. Yeah. And of course... Today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at it on a federal level, because since we're trying to broad base address across Canada, we wanted to do that. And of course, each province is going to have their own ins and outs and tips and tricks and all of that stuff as well. But we're going to try and keep this as consistent to everybody as we can. 
Well, I'm looking at your list of notes here and I want to know where did you actually get all this information? Do you have like an inside source at CRA? Did you bribe the accountant? Where did you find all this? You know what? There's actually a great list published on the federal government website. So that's Canada.ca. All you have to do is search personal income tax and then claiming deductions, credits and expenses. And you're going to get everything you want to see and more categorized by different life stages. So there's one there for families. There's one there for pensions, for disability, for education, that kind of thing. So depending on your specific circumstance, there's a quick link there that can give you more information than you ever wanted to know. But you know what? It really helps you dig in to a particular situation that you can find yourself in. And you know you're going right from the source because this is directly from the government, right? So it's it's uh, very congruent with the CRA. Yeah, if you want to save some uh, Google searching, just to look at the description for this podcast. We're going to put the link right in there. Yeah. And if you're curious beyond your particular situation, there's actually on that same Canada.ca site, you can still search personal income tax and then look up all deductions, credit and expenses. And there are tons and tons and tons. The list is very long, but um, it shows you just how wide the availability is. Well, there's a, a lot of things to look at here just on this one site from the government. Uh, while you were doing your digging, were there any interesting highlights that you came across? All right. So this isn't going to be the be all end all, but what it's meant to do is just highlight a few things that we found that we thought were interesting. Yeah, exactly. This is a 30 minute podcast, not a 30 hour podcast. <laughs> well, for sure. You could spend far too much time talking about this stuff. And then, of course, people would lose interest and no one would listen to us ever again. So... Except for the two or three accountants that listen. Yeah, no kidding. But um, but for the rest of us, we want to keep this as more of a signpost to, to guide you to the right space. And then, like we said before, hopefully you'll have a conversation with a qualified tax preparer that can further refine this for you. But let's talk about uh, the first category that, that caught my eye. And maybe it's because this is kind of new for us uh, with our family. So family, child care and caregivers, there are some deductions and tax credits there that includes the, uh, the child care expenses and talks through what's deductible and what's not, right? Yeah. So just think about our last podcast about childcare and all the money it's going to cost for the next little bit. And this is a nice little place where you can offset some of that cost through some tax credits, right? Yeah. And it's also a good reminder to make sure that you're actually receiving benefits that you can qualify for as well. So for example, the big one is the Canada Child Benefit that uh, a lot of us will receive. It's something that's uh, tax-free monthly payment to families that qualify when your kid is under 18 years old. And uh, there's also, of course, the child disability benefit as well. If your child is under the age of 18 and also qualifies for the disability tax credit. But let's talk a bit about child care expenses. Like you were saying, this is a huge bite into a lot of people's take-home pay. So having some deductions here for expenses like things that are paid to uh, daycare, qualified daycare, 
or even caregivers like nannies and camps and things like that that you might want to send them to on a regular basis, it can help that dollar go a little bit further. Uh, There's definitely going to be some caveats in there. If you have a household where there's two working parents and um, one spouse has a lower net income than the other, it's usually the lower income person that has to claim these expenses. So there may be a limit on how much of this you can actually enjoy, depending on the difference in income in your household. And of course, if you're single or a single parent, then it'll be, of course, based on your your income as well. Well, all that sounds like it could help, but unfortunately, sometimes kids aren't the only ones who need that extra bit of care and support. Uh, are there any of these credits that can extend sort of beyond your own children? Oh, sure. I mean, during the pandemic, we saw a lot of people that had trouble with their employment, right? So maybe they were out of work for a prolonged period of time and their income ended up being very, very low as a result. Of course, there were some COVID benefits during the pandemic that helped address this, but there is a uh, spouse or common law partner amount that you can claim when your spouse or common law partner has an income that's less than the basic personal amount. So when we're looking at this federally, it's in 2021, it was about $13,808. The provinces also have their own basic personal amounts. And uh, there is a little caveat in there as well that the uh, the federal government, they've decided that um, by 2023, that federal amount is going up to 15000 So that'll up the threshold as well. But there is a little bit of tax relief there. And there's also something called the Canada caregiver amount. Um, if someone in your house, it's in different categories. It can be for a child under age of majority, so under 18. It can be for people over 18. And there is a, um, a bit of a tax relief there as well. So more specifically, this is for either a spouse or common law partner or a dependent with either a physical or a mental disability. And it's a non-refundable tax credit that can help you out. And uh, in this case, they'll be looking at things like the circumstances, your net income, your partner or the person who is a dependent's net income if they have one. And if there's other credits that are also being looked at for this. So for example, a big one for people that um, that have a disability is the disability tax credit. Now that one is non-refundable, so it just reduces the taxes owing, but um, that is for people that are in a kind of a low long-term disability condition and you really need your doctor to be able to vouch for you to get that. And it also links to some other benefits as well that we've talked about previously. Yeah, that one can kind of work hand in hand with CPP's disability income. You get those two locked in. It actually makes life a lot easier to get some of like insurance companies or other providers to actually accept the claim. Well, while we're on the subject of the disability credits, uh, I know there's some options available to cover some medical expenses to help with your tax bill as well. Have you found anything like that? Oh, absolutely. This is a really big one for a lot of people, whether you're in a family or not. Eligible expenses, that can cover yourself, your spouse, your kids. And it's usually there's going to be a lower threshold 
or a 3% of your net income. So the spouse with the lower net income is the person that's going to want to make this claim for the household. And man, this is one that you're really going to want to document thoroughly. The list of things that you can qualify or run through this is quite extensive. It's all available on the CRA's website, but you want receipts, you want prescriptions, you want notes from your doctor, you want anything and everything that you can generate and keep along with your tax return, just in case you do get audited, you want to be able to show that this was legitimate and this is the person that it was for. And also, like we said, don't um, make sure that it's claimed by the right person, the lower income spouse. So that threshold of what your, your income test is on it is much more achievable. Yeah, uh, CRA agents aren't doctors, so don't expect them to be. So have everything documented, have everything ready to go at a moment's notice. And that's not just for medical expenses, that's for everything you put on your tax return. Oh, sure. But going specifically back to medical, I saw someone who had the disability tax credit and was also living in care, required care on the direction of their physician that had to go through a pretty big audit just because the amount claimed was very high. So that can also be a little bit of a red flag. So just make sure if you know that you're gonna have a lot of medical expenses in that year, or that your medical expenses are going to be a large percentage compared to your income, that that's something that you want to make sure you've got it locked down because the CRA will most likely come knocking. Yeah, the little alarm bells will go off and there'll be an army of auditors coming your way. Well, it's usually just one guy, but um, backed by an army, I suppose. Well, that's probably enough for the care categories. Let's move on to the employment expenses categories. I know there's a lot of things in here, especially now with more freelance workers and more work from home and more independent contractors. This is probably an area of the tax return, which is getting a lot more attention these days, right? Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. The CRA is looking very much at how you're categorized. So if you're a salaried employee, if you are a commissioned employee, if you're a self-employed person, they're all treated a little bit differently. And there can be some either extra things that you can deduct or some limitations to the things that you deduct based on how you're categorized. So a salaried employee typically is going to have less that they can claim as deductions than someone that's a commission base or that's a self-employed individual. Yeah, that's because for the... Well, for most cases, the salaried employee has less upfront costs to do the work they're doing, right? That's right. In an employee-employer contract, the employer is usually responsible to pay for a lot of the things that would otherwise fall to that individual. And actually, that's one of the things that they're looking for specifically as we look at work from home, because that's been a big category uh, and it's something that's continuing, you know, the, the COVID benefits for work from home extend from 2020, 2021 and 2022. So we're still technically in that period today where there's additional things that you can claim, especially if you've done some work from home during that period. Well, if the clock's ticking for some of these COVID benefits, what are some of the work from home credits we should know about? Yeah. So like I just said, you want to make sure that you have it well documented that um, 
your employer is not covering these expenses for you. So that means that they haven't refunded you for any of them or they're not intending to do so in the future. And you have to make sure that um, you had a legitimate requirement to work from home or, you know, the CRA actually loosened this a little bit where if you made the choice to work from home due to COVID, they're saying, OK, yeah, for this period of time, that's OK. We're going to still accept a lot of this stuff. So how are they how are they kind of qualifying all of this? It's if you were home for more than 50 percent of the time for at least four weeks uh, and I mean, a lot of us very easily we were home for a lot longer than that. And there's a number of things that you can look at. So the first thing is they'll be looking at your actual physical workspace. So of your home, of your livable space, how much of that footprint is actually being used for your business? And what goes into that? So is that additional electricity, heat, water, utilities, other fees that might be a little bit higher than they would be before you were working from home because when there's no one in the house all day except the dog and you know it's it's pretty easy to keep the bills a little bit cheaper um, and commission people like I said before they have some more freedom there to claim things like uh, home insurance property tax their phones their computers other things that are more directly related to earning an income. Well, that's a good list of what is covered, but how much in a terms of a dollar amount can you actually claim off of all this? Sure. So they do have two different ways of doing this calculations. There's a flat rate method that's basically $2 a day. So for the days that you are working from home. Now, if you have something called a declaration of conditions of employment, uh, a T2200S or T2200 uh, directly to COVID signed by your employer, you might want to go the detailed route and you might get a bit more. So if I'm understanding you right, if you qualify this, you get $2 a day. So for less than a price of a cup of coffee a day, you can claim a government benefit. But I'm sure with everything going on, this probably isn't the only one going, right? Yeah, there's a few more that are floating around as well. Uh, there's the Canada employment amount. That's a non-refundable tax credit that you can claim if you had employment income. So this is for employees. That's supposed to help you with work-related expenses like uh, home computers, supplies, uniforms is listed in there as well. Self-employed individuals are not eligible for this. So that's something that is important to mention. There is also something called the Canada Workers Benefit, which is a refundable tax credit. This is specifically geared towards low-income individuals in the workforce. And uh, you had to have pretty low earnings, less than $3,000 to do this. And there are some different um, income levels for the provinces for that as well. And they're also looking at where you live and uh, if you've got other de dependents or family members. Well, we kind of covered a lot of like the COVID related things with your tax return, but there's one disclaimer we should probably put out there. If you did receive any CURB or any other COVID related benefits, you have to put that on your tax return. Like you said, stuff like this, do not trust CRA to just autofill it. You have to put it on yourself so you don't get hit with an audit or penalties or anything else. 
That's right. Free money from the government is great until you realize it's not really free money. And a lot of this is going to be taxable. So your best protection is just make the proper declarations. Make sure you know what does need to be declared and make sure that it's on there because if and when the CRA does decide to do a big audit of the people that have received different types of benefits, you want to make sure that you raised your hand and filled out your return properly. Yeah, do it right, because not everyone can afford to set up a shell corp to get around some of this stuff. And outside of the COVID bubble that we've been living in for the last little while, whether you're an employee or not, it's very worth your time to take a quick look at the big long list of all of these deductions that can be available for you. Like I said, so much broader for people that are self-employed or commissioned. You can even deduct things like salaries for assistance, rent for your office space, training if you're a commissioned employee, which is pretty crazy. There's just um, being aware of these things can really help you out, right? Because the less that you have as income that you have to report legally, the better. So if these deductions are available to you, why not make the most of them? Well, exactly. We we all saw the budget last week. So a lot of spending, a lot of things getting kicked around. And if you don't need to pay as much, take advantage of these credits, take advantage of these deductions. It's all in the tax code that's all waiting for someone to use it. Well, the last big subject I think we should talk about, because it's so close to home with us and with Braun and the people we deal with, are there any kind of credits or benefits available for people who are saving, getting ready for retirement or anything else like that? Oh, absolutely. You've heard us talk tons of times before about the big one, which is the RSP deduction. What a great way to reduce your income and potentially get money back on money that you put into your own retirement. That's that's a great thing. So I would say that uh, the RSP deduction for people that are still working and still actively working towards that goal of retirement, especially if you have a higher income or if you're the partner in a family that has the higher income, that's something that is very, very worth your while to look at. Well, let's skip ahead and let's say someone is already retired. Are there any kind of strategies that you've mailed to find? Oh, yeah. And these are strategies that we look at all the time. Uh, splitting income for people where both the partners are over age 65 is something, if you've got qualifying income, that can be hugely beneficial. What it does, it is it essentially shifts income from one person's hands over to the other and rather than having one of the spouses in a really high tax bracket and the other one in a really low tax bracket the idea is to keep them both somewhere in the middle where they'll overall pay less tax than they would had they not done that income splitting and along that as well is if you receive uh, pension income, and I mean, that can be something from an annuity or a RIF as well. There is a federal non-refundable uh, non tax credit uh, for that as well. So that can help lower your, your tax bill. Well, we're getting a little closer to end. So I think it's time for the lightning round. So what other little miscellaneous bullet points do you want to talk about that can help people with their taxes? Sure. Yeah. Don't forget charitable tax credits. If you've been feeling philanthropic over the past year, uh, there is 
of course, a benefit from that in a tax point of view. There's the charitable donation tax credit that uh, is available to people that make qualified donations. There's also, with like we were throwing back to the budget again, uh, climate action incentives. So this is for specific provinces, namely Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and Alberta. They have something called the Climate Action Incentive that offsets fuel charges. And who wouldn't want that these days? Uh, So it's going to help both at the gas station, but also with your heating bills at home. So that's nice as well. And here in BC, we have the BC Climate Action Tax Credit, which is part of uh, GST-HST tax credits for lower-income families. So that one's not available to everyone. But um, if you do qualify for the GST-HST, you should take a look into that as well, the BC Climate Action Tax Credit, which is a bit of a mouthful there. Uh, Finally, if you have bought a new home in the past year, so in the 2021 tax year, or renovated it to make it more accessible, some of the things that we talked about from the budget were still around before, like the home accessibility tax credit for seniors or for the disabled, and also the home buyer's amount. They're at lower amounts than we'll see going forward, but um, still worth claiming, you know, still worth if you qualify. Uh, you might want to take a look into that as well. So I guess that's that ends up our lightning round. Now, if you've kind of listened through this or if you've gone online and you've kind of done a little bit of your own research and you just say, geez, I missed something. I missed this. What do I do? You can definitely always ask for a reassessment of your tax return. And there's different ways to do that. If you like um, going online and you have a secure CRA My account, there's a feature called Change My Return that can uh, let you go back about 10 years, which is pretty good. There are a number of caveats, though, to using the online system. And if you fall in one of those, you have to use the good old fashioned mail. So, But uh, don't let that deter you if there's money on the table. It's absolutely worth your time and worth your while to get back what you're, what you're owed, what you were able to find for yourself that can help you out lower your tax bill. So here at Braun Financial, of course, we do not do tax returns, but... But we will help you do something with that refund. That's right. We do a few different things. We can help people as they're investing after they've received money back. We can help people before they file their return if they're trying to look at the implications of doing an RSP contribution with and maybe they have other things going on like a group plan or a pension and they want to know how much of a deduction that particular transaction will help them out. Uh, We can do stuff like that. We routinely look at people's tax returns just so that we can kind of see if it goes through our own little checks and balances of people that we've seen in similar situations and the kind of credits and deductions that we're used to seeing for different families or different individuals that are going through different circumstances. Again, not the accountant, but we can lend a helping hand from time to time and we're always happy to help. So if you're in the BC area, feel free to reach out to us at brawnfinancial.com. And as always, we love hearing from you. So until then, take care and all the best.